But you know, B. Simone is a part of Passport Twitter also. Mm. Y'all know Passport Twitter that say, well, you should have took your stimulus check and got you a passport. Like, mm. you should have went and got you an LLC. Like, bro, that's fraud. Like, yeah. Eric, everybody ain't even built for entrepreneurship. Exactly. I got a at passport. That shit didn't cost nothing, really. But, but she's saying you need to be using it to get stamps right now. This week's episode is brought to you by The Simple Pour, featuring our signature drink, Horsepower. For all of your beverage concierge needs, head on over to The Simple Pour. Simple name, extraordinary taste. Enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Poor Horseman Podcast. But pouring up is a lifestyle. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Poor Horseman. Also subscribe to Apple and our Spotify podcast, The Poor Horseman. Let's get it. Crack in the kitchen, little raws on the mission. Break the boys out, screens in my expedition. Screens in my neck, your my trunk crack. Break the boys out, it's like this and like that. Episode 97, the best NBA live ever. I thought y'all said 95 last yeah, time. Said 95. Y'all said live 95 wrong. last time. I got it wrong. Oh, okay. Why is 97, 97 the was the one with Mitch Richmond, I believe. Mitch Richmond had mad game. What happened Whatever. to Mitch? He went to all of them. Uh, he but, won but what I'm saying is, like, why why did he win more? He, he his he knees went, went out. Of yeah, his knees, and he got heavy. He was he so got a championship with the Lakers too. He, he won championship with the Lakers. Yeah, but he was like a bench player. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, it was like Gary Payton got that ring with the Heat. That really ain't but no Payton, real ring. No, Payton, Payton started. Payton started. Bro, Payton started. He started. No, he did. Jason Williams started. White Chocolate started. Nah, GP started. No, no, no. Yeah, no, right. White Chocolate Hayes started. Star. Yeah. He, came, he was a six man. Yeah, G- White Chocolate GP started on that team. Yeah. Yes. It was a six Damn, man. I thought that Wade started. started at the two. Yeah, it was White Chocolate, Wade, Shaq. Um, who was James there? James Posey. Oh, yeah, it was. That's when Posey and was Udonis crazy. And Udonis Haslam. Yep. So, yeah, um, GP came off the bench. Yeah, he was a six man. But he was still hooping, though. He wasn't just like. He wasn't like washed. He was, I mean, he was. He wasn't washed beyond like Beyond himself. Mitch didn't even play. Yeah, I don't Mitch remember Mitch played. Richmond playing for the Lakers. Yeah, he won one. But yeah, he won one. But yeah, Live 97. I remember that uh uh on Super Nintendo. That hoe went hard. Okay, so before we get started, I want to get into Phil's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and I wait, hold on. and I had to I had to save it for the pop. Nigga saved it. Hold on, yeah, because he didn't say nothing. None of this. My man came <laughs> in the canary yellow. In the full cafe soul canary yellow. This nigga said uh, cafe soul. Bro, what what is going I on right here? You, you got thoughts. Thighs out. What is what is going on with you right well, now, bro? You know, in high school they used to call me Lemonade because my game was sweet. So, <laughs> all right, my game was too sweet for niggas, man. Hey, no, listen, man. He thought Yo, about I, that on the <laughs> I respect that. He thought about that on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that broke that man. Man. Sweat, man. Shit crazy. <laughs> oh, my can you, God. Can you explain your uh, pairing here, though? Like, I just I just want to know. You you got out. The, you put on the thigh highs, the, the, the lemonade tea, 
in the off. Can you explain? Yo, it? Explain the pairing. Hey, yo, listen, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. When <laughs> I woke up, I had flashbacks of niggas saying lemonade in the hallway, man. I just, oh man, you got I niggas calling me sweet. I know. <laughs> Cause my game, my game was sweet, bro. But uh. Nah, man, I just had it, man. I just threw it on, bro. Yeah, yellow, my, yellow, bad, my, my bad color. to derail us, man. Nah, it's my all bad. good. It's my all bad. good. <laughs> I mean, it's all way good. It started compared to the previous weeks. Cause man, oh, yeah, for sure, for I sure. I mean, it's still fucked up in the world. Uh, black man was killed last night yeah, in man. the Wendy's drive-thru by the cops. I think I saw that. Yeah. 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 I, I can't That's take fucked up. You I mean, if you, if you can't even get, yeah, you can't even get a spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Damn. Can't get spicy nuggets for a dollar without getting your head knocked off. That's, that's crazy. fucked up. That's, These that's cops out here crazy as hell. For real. Yeah. It, did y'all see in Seattle where they took over like half the city, made their own little um, barricade? These are the the white protesters. They never let black people do this. Let's never. let's let's preface that. Because <laughs> I got it, a partner that lives in these, Seattle. And he went to OU actually, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, these not- are these are white protesters. <laughs> the, these ain't brothers." Yeah. So they took over. Not only they took over the precinct, the police police precinct, they blocked off an area of the city and said, "You ain't coming here. This is our area." Remember on the wire where they mm-hmm. had um Ham- what was it called Hampshire mm-hmm, where they mm-hmm. would let them um sell drugs. That's what it looked like right there in Seattle. Wow. We couldn't get that off if we tried. Oh, nigga, what? what would you do if you could quarantine your, your? You get a section of the city. What would your section of the city be like? Uh, where it's like a BBVA, a Chase, <laughs> a Bank of America. Oh, you right stealing in, money? Right in the area, nigga. I'm gonna build a fort with dollar bills, uh, whole Benjis, nigga. It's gonna be me and Benjamin and Keelan. Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> gonna be chilling. Phil gonna have rainbow clothing all over his shit. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> My man with the Rainbow Coalition, man. He shot that. Yeah. Pride he got a Negro college fund. I don't blame him. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> nah, I don't blame <laughs> Yellow, just my favorite color. I got a hard. Nah, but how was y'all weeks, though, for real? It's cool, um, man. I mean, it's, it started off cool, and then it had a little bump in the road, but I mean, it was pretty content for the most part. That's what's up. Better than most. I mean, here recently. Yeah, he recently. Yeah, for sure. We see you out the boot. Well, no, nah, it's only because I'm in my household. That oh, bitch you still right wearing it out? On. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole, that's why I got my foot like this, because I sat, sat it up and it hurts. Damn. Well, we did a dope interview with Mike from Chicago, my we boy did. Muffy. We did. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll tack dope. that on the end of this episode. Yeah, Phil, I sure. appreciate you setting it up. Yeah, he man. called himself a community specialist. He didn't want me to call him an activist. Mm, he yeah. said, nah, I'm a specialist. And he gave a lot of jewels, bro. I like that dude. He gave a lot of jewels. That dude's smart. He, yeah, first off, he's very intellectual, mm-hmm. and he's fly. Mm-hmm. I see his kicks and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's his own type of fly. I respect mm-hmm. that, like how Brooke was. But um, like even when I met him, just a genuine dude, like talk to you. He talks like to you instead of at you. Yeah, no doubt. And, no doubt. You know, dudes like that, you, you know, you gravitate to. So yeah, for him for sure. to say he's a community specialist. That I can tell, like he takes to that name because all these activists, activists are just kind of using that title for celebrity nowadays. You yeah. know, you got the Sean King, and you got uh, you know, yeah, the, White the, Panther. The, the, That's the, what I call him. The per, uh, the blue vest. Oh, uh, DeRay. Them niggas like White Panther be making things happen. Man, nah, y'all. White Panther, White Panther though, bro. Talcum X. Talcum. I mean, bro, he. I, look, he. 
on Twitter, mm. he do draw awareness to a lot of shit. Bro, he steals. That's what, but that's my problem with him. He they they say said he steals. They said he stole it over two million dollars, bro. He's first off, he oh, steals he steal money, 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 and then he steals like the the Breonna Taylor that passed. Mm-hmm. He posted it. Yeah, we did it, y'all. We did it, and all this and blah that like action. He got the little action thing, uh-huh. and he posted it like he was behind it. And the lady was like, "This dude did not have nothing." To do with anything that mm, had to do with this mm, bill passing, mm. like at all. And the bill mm. where you're talking about is the no knock warrant bill. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Brianna's Law, um, passed in um, <sighs> the, through through the state. And basically, the no knock warrant law, which is good because I don't know if y'all 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 know much about Fred Hampton, yeah, yeah, Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. You know they that's how they killed him. Yeah, you yeah, know, man. just run through your door, immediately start bussing. Same thing happened to Brianna. That law should have been in place for years. That's that you couldn't just stupid, run in someone's house and start busting. Thank so finally, they got that as a no lock on. They got a law in her name, but yet her killers are still out. They still out. That's crazy. Yeah, on administrative leave. I uh, watched Niggas the Breakfast Club interview with uh, them interviewing her her mother. I don't know if it was Breakfast Club, but it was Angela Yee and Angie Martinez. And man, the mother tried to get to the to the scene and they told her that they had took Brianna's body body to the hospital. So she went to the hospital and set up there for two hours. Brianna's body was still in the in the house. In the house. Wow. Yeah. yeah man, that lady. Man, it's because they was trying it. to clean up their mess. That's crazy. You know, it was over eight bullets that hit her. She said the coroner came <laughs> the the investigator came out and said was uh the boyfriend and uh Brianna getting into it yeah they like they, looking for every way yeah man that's oh man that's shit crazy. but you know um at least something has happened with mm-hmm, that but mm-hmm. they do need to figure out a way you need to arrest the people who run into that house and for immediately sure, start man. busting hell yeah like you got to because oh he was reassigned the all the yeah so that officer will probably never even know who he is at this point you know what i'm saying yeah Bro, so wow but let's do something positive, a toast. Yeah, for sure. So we, we got uh, Simple Pour on Deck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Horsepower. The, the Horsepower, but we're going to toast to our guy Velvet from Velvet Noir. Exactly. My boy yeah. Rod. Yeah, man. Essence, the first, he was the first male on that segment. So, you know, shots out to my guy. Toast to him. Toast to him. Time. Yes, sir. And y'all continue to support because things like what Rod is doing with us, what Horsepower does mm-hmm. with us with some upcoming people that y'all will see as well allows us to keep getting better speaking getting bigger and better speaking of uh shout out my my brother rich god too he was in he was in essence as well oh he was a part right. of that also that's in essence as yeah, well so that's big right. big shout out to my bro man much that's, love that's keep working that the boy working on fire oh, you and, like and like as soon as i saw that he Posted it like it was the end thing that he was doing. Mm-hmm. I saw like other people start wearing the bowling shirts. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude. Yeah. I like them shorts that he made with the flowers on them. Oh yeah, them fire too. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. They yeah, fire. I like those shorts. They fire. Flowers Got a shirt to go with. Shout out too. to Rich God as well. Yeah, man. man. But again, y'all continue to support. We appreciate y'all support with us. Um, we see the numbers. I mean, we growing. Yeah. We see it, um, and. We want to continue to give you all contact. We appreciate the support. And on our 100th episode, we're going to try to do something not only where we do a pod, but maybe through Zoom, et cetera. So, I was trying to picture this in them shorts. No, nah, I can't like, wear it. Yeah, oh, I'm not. Oh, the flower joints. <laughs> you, see his, you see his thighs? 
You can imagine me in them shorts. I would be looking wild as hell. Like that ain't, that ain't gonna work. So you ain't gonna see me in the shorts. But I will support those who wear them because they don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't wear fashion. Look, when you get over 260, you can't wear fashion. Your clothes got to be sweats and, and cargo shorts and oh, tees. You can't do fashion. Like, that's just a fact. Oh, Unless you man. got a tailor. Crazy. Like, yeah. that's making your like custom shit. Like the rock. Oh, shout out my boy. Um, this, is, this is a friend of mine from Oklahoma City. Um, it's, he make His brand is called Flourish. Okay. And he, uh, he sent me an ownership shirt, so I appreciate him doing that as well. Shout but out, shout out. you know, I'm just supporting everybody black. That's what's up. Everybody yeah. black, I'm supporting at this point. So True. I appreciate y'all's support as well. I'm yeah, doing man. it to, to, uh, either if I can do it by spending bread that I can afford, because you know this Keelan, uh, this nigga is a size ten now. <laughs> I, I got him some hooping shoes. Since he's been down here, he got two pair of shoes to wear casually, some fours and some Air Max nineties. I got him some hooping shoes and uh, some running shoes yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dog, this nigga mm-hmm. just eats. Just, <laughs> just I mean, he gonna, he growing, bro. Like, I that's what it tall, is. I mean, like, dog, tall, that's the age. It's like, you lot. know what I'm saying? It's a lot. But, nah, uh, like I said, I just, um, I support if I can financially. No doubt. If not, you know, it is nothing to share. It's nothing to, you know, highlight, post. You can put it in the stories now i do that shit for everybody because yeah. it's, it's, it's literally three seconds of your time to hit a share or if you want to go i watch youtube all the time yeah. i i barely watch netflix and stuff exactly. unless uh like a movie i really want to watch yeah. but i go and watch i make sure i like and do all that shit man support people yeah support yeah. as much as especially black and, and if y'all can um i want to just give a quick shout out to um, other podcasts on the network. We just launched. Oh shit, you're pregnant. They moving. They doing good. With, My boys, um, Bowling KB and Jay Jones, um, laced up. Just had they um, sixth episode with yeah. these. And I see why he wearing that nonsense today. That's a laced up type outfit. That ain't no poor horseman outfit. <laughs> That's a laced up outfit. But you know, we got KC and Phil on that one. Yeah. And then um, you know, we just we just continue to move. We continue to build. We launched the podcast about stylists. I don't know shit about stylists, but I learned something about it, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. listening to it. So we launched that. Y'all just be on the lookout, man. We we in the process in Houston trying to build something where we can not only do something for the city, but also be known outside of the city as well. So sure. we appreciate all y'all support on all of that. So oh, yeah. what, what topics we got today, man? It's where we want to start? It's been a hell of a week. Well, we'll keep it on because, you know, this is kind of like entrepreneurial okay. type stuff. So mm-hmm. talk about your entrepreneur that you in love with. So B. Simone said that, and she's an Instagram uh, person uh, who does like little skits or whatever, crack jokes, whatever she do, I don't really know. But was that Insta- was Instagram celeb? She yeah, an influencer. You, yeah, influencer. Yeah, you can say that. And she on Wildin' Out, Yeah, too. I don't know who she influenced. Oh, she this was one. one of the Wildin' Out girls. No, not a Wildin' Out girl. She's like on Wildin' Out. Oh, she's she one, one of the people. Oh, okay. She a comedian. So she said that nine to five guys... Or kind of like played, basically. She said she wouldn't date one. And that's her preference. But what I want to say is that any man that's out there working a nine to five, be proud of your nine to five. Because it's a lot of, especially right now, it's a lot of people that don't even have work. 44 million. Don't. And, 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 <laughs> and if a black man is listening to her feeling bad about themselves, you shouldn't. 
because <laughs> but you know b simone is a part of passport twitter also mm. y'all know passport twitter that say well you should have took your stimulus check and got you a passport like mm. you should have went got you a llc like bro that's fraud like yeah eric Everybody ain't even built for entrepreneurship. Exactly. I got a at passport. That shit didn't cause nothing, really. But but she's saying you need to be using it to get stamps right now. During right. during the pandemic, during Corona, you're supposed to be out there right, right now. <clears throat> nine to five. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, man, as a black man who works a nine to five, mm. I honestly I'm not just like sold on this one. For sure, because it was it started off as an internship. Mm. This is not my you know C minute place. I understand that, but like you said, it's a lot of people out here without work, right? And you know this is just gonna be paying the bills until I I stick. Which I want to teach kids. I want to. I love working with kids. I love kids. I hate adults. It's just <laughs> my my patience for adults is here. My patience for kids are up here, mm. and it's not on no. No iffy, you know, Epstein R. Kelly shit. Nah, it's just, we ain't on that. It's just like no, I have no, a true passion please. to helping kids grow. And any pa- any way that I can, I'm gonna do it. So when I get this uh when I get certified for teaching, I will be a teacher. But will I be ashamed of that because of a socialite saying, Hey, I'd rather have an entrepreneur who can understand my background, could be up three o'clock in the morning, uh, doing bullshit, bullshit. No, nigga, I don't give a damn about that shit. My girl, in a in a sense, is an entrepreneur because she's a con. She's she's contract. No she, she does contract no work. But uh, you know, even with her schedule, like going to New York and back weekly before Corona. We we had an understanding. Like we we know what she does, she know what I do. We good. But you an entrepreneur anyway though. Like all of this right here entrepreneur. things with sneak yeah. like all like what what yeah. happens is with and this is and this is gonna be me just talking to our community. What happens is we look at unrealistic ideals of what success is. Exactly. We, we, sometimes we just make up shit that don't even make no sense. When yeah. people really just be hustling. We we all hustling. You just do it in a different way. Yeah, I I, I do. I put it like this too. So you talk about like the the successes, and it's also statuses. Like yeah. So for instance, like in our community, say a guy, man, you talk kicks all the time. Mm. So we may understand this more than the LP, but like the DJ Khaled threes that came out, you know, mm-hmm. the red and the blues. Mm-hmm. If a nigga had those, oh, he top shit. Mm-hmm. But for another nigga who has probably an upstanding job and, and you know, he pays the bills consistently, he doing what he does, he actually likes what he does, may not love it, but he likes it. And he has like the the general release red ones that came out and mm-hmm. then they got the blue ones coming out. Yeah. If he got those, then he get, you know, looked down on. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know that world. I don't know so that, that world. That's, yeah. that's just the, that's the type of yeah, you know that's the type of word. Like that. yeah. That's how it is, and yeah, it's yeah. fucked up for us to be like that when you know the whites they do it, but they do it in a different sense. Yeah, like we, it, so we also do that with vehicles. Like I don't oh, care yeah. about cars. Me neither. Like to bro. me, there's two things that I will never be, and this is LP talking. So if you want a little financial advice, mm. never be car poor. Because it's a depreciating asset as soon as it comes off the lot. Mm-hmm. The the money that you spent for it, especially if you bought it brand new, you lost about 30% of it the day you left the lot. Yeah, You'll never get that back. So it don't make any sense for me. I'm going to drive my exact. Bro, people see me in my truck. 
that it is a 2010 Nissan Titan. Mm-hmm. Someone ran the side of it. And I ain't fixing it. You know why? Because that truck been paid off mm-hmm. for six years. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense for me to get a new truck. Mm-hmm. People sometimes ask, man, you need to go get your, why? And yeah. you know, another thing I'll never be, house poor. Like if I can't buy my house three times, I'm not living in it. Because mm-hmm. what am I doing? I like the way you I think. mean, because to me, the way you level your money out is you don't spend it on things that you're trying to get a status. You mm-hmm. spend it on things you're trying to build. So you put it in stuff where you may be able to invest to gain more dollars, gain more assets. There ain't nothing wrong with debt if you're doing it in a form to make money. Mm-hmm. What we do in our community sometimes, we have debt to impress people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't Come understand on, that. For real, for real. I don't understand that. So B. Simone out there selling wolf tickets, and Super I really wolf. don't know what she looked like. Is she fine enough for this? Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say so. You would say so, Law. Would you, is she fine enough for this? Oh, Super basic, man. basic. Super like, basic. I I'd never been enticed by her at all, and it's like some of them. I'd be like, okay, she may got. I something. mean, if it was Rihanna, they talk, and then I'd be like, ah, nah, I'm good. But her, she, I was just like, ah, I'm nah. Good if it's Rihanna, her. I'm getting the LLC, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not even, I'm not even like. I'm not lying, bro. Like LLC, yeah. you know, whatever you need from me, Rihanna, I'm doing it. Uh, my LLC would love licking that coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Call me rude, boy. Hey, Roy, you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rihanna, bad as hell, man. Oh, man. Hey, she fine as shit. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Say that again. You know, some of those letters be like, you know, obsolete in the abbreviation. And, and we're in LLC means limited liability corporation. But what what did you just say? Yeah, love licking that coochie. Like that coochie is part of the C, you know, the, the, disregard the T. Rihanna <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, is fine as shit, bro. It's just like she she's never been back like Nah, I remember fine. when she came in the scene and with that uh uh on the replay on the DJ that man I was like who the hell is that? It came on BT. I remember the first time I saw it. I was like, yeah, she fine as It should have been on uncut. <laughs> shit. That's how fine Rihanna is. Yeah, she fine as shit. So Rihanna, if you want me to get and LLC, she woke. I don't know if she woke. She definitely woke. I think Rihanna just care about her business. No, like, she care about black people. You I ain't remember that. You didn't see that speech when she made Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Let me take that back. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Let me take that back. I, I wish the camera get that, that kettlebell. I, I wish you could because I'm about to smack you with it. No, nah, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. So um, let, let's, let's get into Super Woke now. Mm-hmm. I never knew that Dave Chappelle oh, man. was that woke. I know. Yeah, he now, been. I know he always spoke on issues, but bro, that wasn't even no comedy special. No. That was a lecture. Yeah. That was a lecture on... Was- White supremacy. That shit was beautiful. Man, that shit was... First impressions, what'd you think? His, his first off... His, and it's 846, for those who haven't seen it. It's on he YouTube. dropped it on YouTube. Yeah. And the reason why he dropped it on YouTube is because they took all the jokes out. I think he's working through material. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of explain my thoughts here in a second, but go ahead. This episode is brought to you by Velvet Noir Beard Care. Our listeners get 15% off with the promo code GUILD. That's G-U-I-L-D. On all products across the website. Go to velvetnoirbc.com to retrieve your discount. That's V E L V E T N O I R B C.com. Now back to the show. The the time parallels of that damn special 
was amazing. The way he put everything together and went along a timeline and coerced it with his own family. Yeah. Dog, I was like, yo, this nigga is an actual genius. And then the, mm-hmm. the whole, uh, uh, what's, what's the guy named the cop? The black cop? Uh, cor- uh, corner? Corner? Something like that? Oh, no. Um, Chris Dorner. Chris Dorner. Dorner. Chris Dorner. The way he put that in there, too, where it really actually in gave real you life. perspective, too. It, it gave people yeah. perspective, but it actually meshed. Because I remember when that whole thing went down and people was calling him an animal. Well, that, they never gave you the backstory back They then. never gave you the backstory. They never gave you the backstory. And then he comes out, and I'm like, yo. Because I never just cared because he was killing cops. I was like, hey, that's his business. But, you know, um, um. Man. He put it together to where it's like, yo, he he called in something. The police shunned him. He ended up getting loot. Yeah, that shit pushed him to the end. And then when he said that these these military people, military backgrounds, have that 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 notion in their head to go against acts of terror and you know put it together with going on right here, I was like, yo, dog, this dude here, that nigga went to a deeper level. That shit was great. Phil, what you think? Uh. One word, that man is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, KC pretty much summed it up. But uh, counting words, <laughs> you count your words. <laughs> That's simple poets, it though. <laughs> go, ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, man, it was just, it was just, uh, it was brilliant. Like KC said, everything KC said was correct, man. That um. The power which with with he spoke, especially when he kept saying eight minutes and forty six seconds, and and how the numbers, like eight twenty four is his birthday, and he won a Grammy on the day that uh, that, that Kobe passed, and man, that that, that timeline, that, he was that, born that was, at eight forty six a.m. Man, that was crazy. So here, here's um, and and I know y'all probably follow some comedy, but I think he's really just working out a special right now. So. You know, he had his notes. Um, if you saw some of the editing, you could tell where they kind of cut some things. Mm-hmm. I think he actually had real jokes in there. I know he had jokes about your girl, um, Azealia Banks. Oh, yeah, I see. And, they cut those. And, and honestly, I don't think he, like, um, I, I don't think he just said it didn't happen. No, I think he got jokes. Like, I think he has jokes about it. I think he got jokes about Candace Owens in there. But I hate but what oh, they did, oh and this God, was this is this is what's brilliant about Dave Chappelle and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Dave Chappelle got that five year Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. But I bet only jokes can go on Netflix. Ah, uh, yes. So they said, All right, you want to get something out, you want to speak on social injustice right now, you can release it on YouTube. Yeah. Bro, that thing has like over 10 million views right now. Shit crazy. And it's probably gonna get a hundred million views. Yeah. You know what? It just dropped um, the midnight before, midnight day before. So I think what they're doing, he working out his kinks. Because, you know, Dave Chappelle is known from everything I've read to just show up in a raggedy comedy club with a notebook going through his jokes. Like trying to figure them out, Mm -hmm. deciding, okay, that one works. That one doesn't work. I need to put a little more on this one. I think he was so emotional about what's been happening. Mm -hmm. That he was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go work on it in a bigger audience and we're gonna record it and put it on YouTube. I seen them checking for temperature and shit before they came <laughs> mm-hmm. in there. That's why I wouldn't wanna go to no place like that right now. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't see myself getting my temperature checked just to go laugh. I do that shit every day for work. But you getting paid. Yeah. You ain't paying someone to do it. (laughs) 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 So in that, what's tripping me out is if you notice your comedians are being more political savvy Mm -hmm. than your politicians. Cause did y'all see them wearing that kente cloth and sitting on the uh, on their knees for eight minutes and forty seconds? Man. And, and, and um, Nancy Pelosi couldn't even get up. Cause them knees is brittle, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> she had to get help getting up. She married. Um, I don't know if she is or not. I feel bad for her husband if she give head. <laughs> she definitely give head lying down. Like <laughs> she can't get in up. In prone position. She couldn't get up. In prone. <laughs> He probably got to get on top. That's the worst way to get hit. Man, this um, y'all Amazon guy out here, he been yeah. lost for the last 10 <laughs> minutes. I feel bad for him, too, because this is a lunatic it, around it, here, literally. And it's hot. So here's my thing. Should the politicians just went full Black Panther outfits instead of just Kente cloth? <laughs> like, I think if they would have came as Shuri and Black Panther Bruh. and the whole, like, group, it would have been better. Them white people, man. Yeah, why they gotta be so corny, bro? Yeah, I mean, exactly. is it corny like or are they just trying? I feel like it's a fucking parody at this point. Yeah. No, it's like remember not a, not another team movie. Yes. Yeah, so oh yeah. That's yeah. what this feels like. Yeah, for sure. Did y'all uh, log into Netflix and see they got Black Lives Matter section now? Yeah, yeah. I seen that. No, uh, I watched the Five Bloods. Is it any good? Yes. Oh, okay. it is. Fucking hey, honest to God, Spike this, Lee sometimes be wild, I, and I understand yeah. that too. But honest to God, like dead ass serious, I will be upset if Academy, like like the acting awards, mm-hmm. uh, come out next year, and if Delroy Lindo isn't nominated for nothing, that's is a fucking sham. Mm-hmm. I was already pissed that Adam Sandler didn't get his due right, at least for a nomination mm-hmm. for Uncut Gems, but. Like people got people think that movie trash, but you just got to think about where Adam Sandler has come from. Oh, I, yeah. thought I, I thought it was trash. I mean, it could be trash. Like the movie, prim- if the movie altogether, yeah, it's if it was the worst but, Adam Sandler movie to me. I'm talking about from what he did for as an actor. Though. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's I, I see what my thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm proud of I him as an actor. He he okay. did more than what he would normally do. Exactly. Like Happy Gilmore you and Happy all that. Gilmore, yeah. Gilmore, Waterboy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What he did as an actor for that movie, that should have just... I ain't say he should have won an Oscar or nothing like that. I say he should have been nominated. Mm. Well, Kevin Garnett should have been nominated for the trash because he yeah. was a terrible... He was terrible. Terrible. But Daryl Lindo in this movie, dog... Any good? Dog, if he's not nominated for I gotta nothing... I got to check it bro, out. That shit is a fucking travesty. That dude acted his fucking now, what's, ass Now, what's the movie, movie about? Just so, without giving it away. So... The premise of the movie is they was five black men that um, that uh, was in the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and they found some gold because I guess the U.S. Uh, was paying the people that they helped, like that was helping them in gold. They only wanted gold, mm-hmm. and so uh, they found some. They they end up finding the gold and they buried it for mm-hmm. them to come along to get it down mm-hmm. the road. And so one of them died out there. That was Chadwick Boseman. Okay. And uh, one of them died. And then uh, the four came back as older men. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, went out there to try to get it. Now, I'm telling you, that movie, Spike Lee did his thing on it. It's long as shit. Yeah, but all Spike but Lee movies hit, is it long. It hit so many notes. It hit, like, uh, you know, the, the problem with Vietnam War with, like, um, why black people over there anyway fighting that war. Um 
uh, the the problems of them getting back, and you know they got to still deal with the racial and inequalities that they dealt with. Um, then they had just being grown men. Is it a true story? It's not a true story. Oh, okay. No, okay. no. It's just okay. it's the actual movie. Dog, okay. that shit was dope, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna check it real out. Matter of fact, I'll probably movie. watch it today. Yeah, I watched uh, 365 uh, the other day. I suggest you watch that with your woman. But it's uh, that's the movie that's kind. Of, I mean, that's that show that's like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's it's kind of erotic. So yeah. Right. Might get you in the mood. Freaky feel always. <laughs> Look. Shit. Nah. That's why he wear that Might yellow. Get you in the mood. I, I figured it out. Shit. I Look, hold on, hold on. I figured it out. Nah, 365 gets you in the mood. Stop. <laughs> My man watched 365 with his lady last night. He got in his freak bag. He decided he was going to go full freak today <laughs> like, with the like, yellow. Do you, do, you, uh, like, do you feel me? Do you He said, I'm going to show him today that I'm really freaky feel with this yellow. Yo, that's a good movie. Check that joint out. It's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. Oh, okay. I it's thought it was a, a show. Nah, it's I'm going to check it it's out. Dope. It's dope. It's dope. That's the one when he grabbed on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. seeing that scene on, on Twitter. All the girls talking nasty about it. There you go. Well, I've freaky feel been trying to put you on hey, for a while listen, now. You I'm know trying man? to put you in the right nah, direction. First off, I don't need nobody to Yeah, because you ladies love the clit liquor, whatever your LLC means. Licking love. You're the worst. Loving licking the coochie. All right. So we had some local news that happened too. Okay. Someone blew up fifty fifteen. Yes, sir. Wait, you got you got you can't just start off. Damn. First off, as a movie, that would probably how how it would probably start off. It blowing up. I know. Yeah. And then it'd and then be it'd like you wondering how we got here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it so all that- started when we we said we not accepting nobody with side titties. <laughs> Cause dog. The dress code did they or they tried to implement a dress code. God, this shit is crazy. What was the dress code? No side boot, no, no white tees, no Jordans, no um, boot no. cut jeans, no hats after nine, no tethered, no, t- no. no tethered uh, pants. Yeah, meaning no sweats, no joggers. Now, why, why, why did they try to put this in place? I don't know. I have no idea. But I, one thing I do know is that fifty fifteen is. The heart is in the heart of third ward. Heart of third. Off Almeda, they not having no type of gentrification off Almeda. They not having it. I just know the people there. They once now, they put the rules up. I, I and know. what's crazy though is that the owner was a black man. Yeah, a he, full black, like just a full, a full ownership, black, yeah. full ownership black man. And it was like, yo. He trying to implement all these midtown ass rules. Yeah, midtown. For is what? A, like leave midtown. Dog, you don't know. For people not from Houston. For people that's not from Houston. Give, give them the rundown of like the scenes. Cause there's probably like four. Honest or five. to God. Like, if you go to Midtown, mm-hmm. and I ain't been to Midtown in years, I don't I don't give a fuck about going to Well, you to can't wear nothing in Midtown. If you like, go to Midtown, like say during the day, you can get by when you know, like Jordan and stuff like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you go there once it's dark, if you wear uh any high top shoe, they gonna say no. If you wear uh uh pants, now, if you jeans? wear pants with rips in your jeans yeah. now, they're gonna say no. Of course there's no hats. So in our group chats, you gotta go through a rundown like, hey, y'all make sure Y'all gonna fit the dress code, cause if you can't get in, 
then everybody not just gonna sacrifice that night if it's just one person. Now if it's two, we not going in. They we already set that rule. Yeah. And everybody know that. And of course we will always have one nigga that just, man, I thought I could get by. You can't think about getting mm-hmm. by. I've been out in midtown one time in a full fucking suit for a birthday. Dead ass serious because mm-hmm. I just I didn't want to be that guy and I didn't give a damn. I I I mean, I just didn't care. I was like, man, fuck it. This is your day. It's not about me. Cool. But in Midtown, if you really try to just uh, get by as a black man, you're going to get sent away at the door. So for them to just be trying to go by those rules, Mm -mm. it's like a slap in our community's face. And, And let's explain to people who not from Houston. The Alameda, those clubs over there, mm-hmm. or bars, because yeah. they really ain't clubs, yeah. they never was around that 50, the, the establishments in Midtown. They never had the same rules. Never. People was in there in anything. Yep. In anything. <clears throat> so, so. Literally crackheads was in there. Mm-hmm. So, my question is, was the, I saw on the news that they say the blow up was intentional. For sure. Because why would it blow up? I don't doubt that at all. (laughs) I mean, it didn't just catch on fire. Yeah. It blew up. Like, did, what do you, what do y'all, you know, just some random thoughts. What do y'all think? I'm going to keep it all the way 100 because I grew up in that community. I be around that community. Somebody seen that dress code (laughs) thing (laughs) that's been floating around for the past week and was like, nah, bro. They said, fuck. We not having that. Not here. Especially not, it's, it's down the street from Turkey Leg Hood. Yep, right around the corner. Where it's no dress code. You know, you go in there. And Turkey Leg Hood, it's a vibe to Turkey Leg Hood. Mm-hmm. And then people usually go to 50-15 right after that. It's like a, another club scene. So, uh, and it looked real nice out there, too. Like it looked, yeah, They, they yeah, fixed it, it up and everything. But uh, applying those rules at this time when we just got off lockdown and, you know... We, People are just happy to be outside. Yeah, nah, we should man. still be in lockdown. But. Yeah, we're we gonna get into that towards the end. For sure, for sure, for sure the, about that. Houston and Corona. That, that that's actually a good transition. We can do it. Let's do it. If you've seen any of the news reports, they said our threat level is level like F. Like we supposed to be never been allowed to be let out again, mm-hmm. maybe into the fall. I, I don't know what's going on in Houston, man. Like, was it Memorial Day? No, nah, it was it was the protesting. It's got, but it takes two weeks though, don't it? I don't even think it was the protesting. I I want to say once they opened up and people start got uh, people started moving, like the traffic changed, uh, mm-hmm. the um, like people just been out in stores, just like right. I had to tell a guy like, "Yo, can you scoot back a little bit? You like right on me instead of that six feet." Yeah, it's yeah. like you right on me. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, dog, people forgot all the rules. People ain't washing their hands for 20 seconds and shit now. I saw a picture <laughs> of a side-by-side lung, of a healthy lung and a COVID-19 lung. Jesus. And that shit looked like that shit looked like one of them brittle-ass chicken nuggets that have been left in the grease for so long. Yeah. You ever seen that? Y'all yeah, ain't yeah, never worked nah, at McDonald's, yeah. you bougie niggas? Nah, I worked I, at Grandy's for one I, day. I haven't you worked at Grandy's? Yeah, one day. I'll tell a quick story. This so, nigga old as hell. Yeah, bro, I'm old. <laughs> Grandy's, nigga? Yeah, Grandy's. So, <laughs> um, one day I showed up to Grandy's and, the, and the, the boss was like, all right, your orientation, we need you to clean out the deep freezer. And this is when they used to have them big deep freezers and it was like 
gizzards and shit all on the ground. He was like, go in there and clean it Damn. up. I walked in there. I took off my shirt in the deep freezer. The little hat they give you in the apron. Walked out shirtless and they sent me a check for $7.13. <laughs> Damn. I never worked fast food again no, in my life. I worked bro. at Whataburger and the dude, as an Indian dude, and he, he pissed me off, but he was like, uh, uh, Keenan, I need you to, to clean this and that. And I was like, man, fuck this job. And I took off the shirt. That's my my boy Rome was there. I took off the shirt and threw it at him and walked out that whole shirt. I got, I got a job story too. Uh, I was doing, Lord knows why, I was trying construction. And uh, like, it's real tough. I, we was outside. On the <laughs> hottest can you, day. Can you imagine? Look, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I can had you the feel I, doing listen, I had bro. the boots, the helmet, and everything, right? Yo, listen. <laughs> we was on outside. Oh hold on, hold on. Not only did I work there, me, Rich Guard worked with oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. These a high fashion Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was oh, all out there, shit. right? Yo. They had this place called a dog house where you're supposed to go and get a break. It had to be like 110 degrees outside. I'm in the dog house, literally sweating bullets. Five minutes in the dog house, I'm like, man, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> I threw off, my, threw my helmet at the head, yo, nigga. On why, the, why do we do that as black men? Like, why yo, we, I was heated. I'm in the dog house sweating bullets. Because slavery, nigga. Niggas, it's just in our genes to know you get that level. You got that level to where you pissed off, but you making it. That's where I'm at with my job now. I'm just like, I I don't want to be here, but I'm I'm making ends meet because I know the situation around me. <laughs> Niggas ain't hiring at this time. Day. And and even if I start teaching, that shit ain't to the fall. Yeah. So I'm stuck in that little, you know, I'm stuck in that little middle ground. Then you got niggas that's like borderline fed up to where any little thing can set them off. That's why I was. That's what happened to you, Phil? And yeah, then man. there's niggas that's, you got <laughs> me fucked up. When yeah. you get to that, you got me fucked up. Oh, I, man, that's why I, I was, was at. The, yeah. I was at that, you got me fucked up when I worked at Foot Locker in OKC. I was mm. at that, you got me fucked up in that Grandy's freezer. Nigga. Like, I promise you. That dog I, house did it for me. Too. They, now, like, what is the do, the dog house? Was, it's was a it a bar? No, it's a shed I, where you can just go in there and like, smoke eat a your lunch. Smoke cigarettes. You could do whatever in that hole. So me, Rich no God, my my younger brother that's under me. Damn. We had a couple more friends. Like everybody worked there, and I'm like, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> it was literally. I was. I threw my helmet at the nigga. He was on the. He was on the motherfucking tractor. Tra- I threw my helmet. At, Bitch, I'm getting like. I was out Yo, of black there. Man, we we notorious for throwing something at somebody. I, I threw eating, my. We are. We I really ain't are. eating no sandwich next to no nigga smoking no Marlboro. <laughs> Fuck that! You gonna be you gonna be chewing the cigarette smoke with your pastrami? They gonna be chewing lung cancer. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> fuck that, yeah, dog. Man, it was, that that construction, wow. <clears throat> hot ain't the word, bro. Now, did Jason Whitlock throw his uh, writer's pin at the people at Fox Sports when he got fired? I don't know, but I'm glad he gone. Not come on now. I mean, you wish that man no job or. Was he, because he was doing harm to the black community, I in my opinion. I swear, bro, he just, it's one thing to be opinionated, but True. the way he goes at us, like Kobe, LeBron, like, he don't everybody, like nobody. Bro. Everybody, yeah. What the? Everybody like, bro, black, bro. That man crazy, bro. Do, does Whitlock ever get on TV Kaepernick? again? Kaepernick? 
I hope not. I hope not. I hope his fat ass sit where he, I hope he, somebody say he gonna be writing for a local newspaper and shit. Like, nah, I, man, I don't even think he gonna get that. That Kaepernick job. skit, man, that shit was so, boy, that shit ran me so hot. He did a Kaepernick skit. Shit ran me so hot, bro. Oh, yeah, where the white dude was wearing yep. the uh, yeah. afro yeah. and doing yeah. this shit. Man, yeah, that shit right. ran me so hot, bro. You're right. Yeah, the, the thing about Whitlock is, though, and, I, and um, I'm and i going to steal this. This came from Charlemagne, mm-hmm. um, and I believe it. White people don't respect you when you're cooning either. Because they can see it. Oh, yeah. And he was really starting to get really aggressive with his cooning. Especially with LeBron. He had, already, he had already did Kobe so wrong for so many years, talking about Kobe this, Kobe that, like bringing up all this man bats, like that, that nigga there, bro. He wild. So Whitlock said he going to start a network similar to what we doing, but also like Bill Simmons, Joe Rogan. Fuck he said that that's nigga. what he going to be next for black sports. I wouldn't. He ain't never would. represented the black sports. <laughs> what black sports has he represented? Man, I'm telling you what he I said, bro. This nigga said Josh Goff was the future. No, Jared Jared Goff. Goff. He said Jared Goff was the future. Future? What? NFL quarterbacking. Nigga had one good. Hey, man, fuck Whitlock. Yo, I swear, bro. I do not like. I'm just telling you, he said that he going to start a media company like Bill Simmons, like Joe Rogan. He going to do it for black sports. That's what niggas say when they can't find a job. Straight up. Like, that's what. And for some, it works out when it's genuine. Yeah, but when you like when you fake and you and people can see it, like when people can see you for your inauthentic ways, yeah, it's not genuine. And you know this nigga is only saying this shit because he has no options to fall back on. Nobody is offering. ESPN ain't fucking they with definitely him. Definitely ain't. FSN not definitely fucking not. with him. Uh, there aren't aren't any others. Those are only two really. Yeah, CBS not- Sports. CBS definitely not fucking with him. Y'all know you it. see how Nate Burleson got a. I mean, right. Nate Burleson is a great on Good Morning Football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's great. But I, I know for a fact because I just know he was a lion. His personality. I know for a fact that this guy has to hold back his personality to fit that CBS because you mm-hmm. know they fired Shannon Sharp. They did yeah. expeditiously. Mm-hmm. Dog. Yeah, but that's because Shannon was smoking black and miles and shit on set. Like you need to be fired. Shannon, you my dog. You can't be a nigga, nigga on CBS, bro. You can't. And he's not even a nigga, nigga. He's just a cool nigga, and he's not even good at that, bro. Shannon Sharp be coming on TV with a do rag, a black and miles, that's a bottle my of Hennessy. nigga, man. That's my but nigga, that man. That guy, like you got, like for instance, like Uncle Tom. So he's not even the Uncle Tom. Yo, nah, like you nah. had, yeah, 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 you yeah, had Bryant Gumble. Brian Gummo is the king of Uncle Tom's. Mm-hmm. He fit in everywhere. He fits in everywhere. Cause not only was he Uncle Tom though, but he was he was just really good at his he's job. He's good at his job. He's hey, really good damn at his job. Good. Like you can respect that he's good yeah, at his yeah. job. Whitlock, you can't even respect his fucking outtake, his takes because they're fucking trash. And that yeah. other guy, uh, what's the other guy name that that went from ESPN to FSN? Um, he got the nasty ass goatee. God damn. Oh, he was with Broussard on his show at one point. Yeah, Rob um, Parker. Rob Parker. Rob Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he called he Russell full of Wilson shit. a cornball brother. Yeah, yeah, that's no, he it. called RG three a cornball brother. He called RG three. I got thought fired. it was RG three. Yeah, I knew, but I knew he called what of a cornball brother. He got yeah. fired from no, ESPN. he a cornball. Like for real. No, <laughs> it's like niggas like that. They shouldn't have that platform. You want black people to succeed, but then you get niggas that that actually get to the platforms. To actually do something, and then they fall back with this bullshit. Yeah. Fuck them niggas. Like Michael Smith, 
cool ass nigga. He should have any platform he wants. Oh yeah, but, I fuck with Michael Smith. Come back. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He been stuck. He been strong. He been almost. It feel like he been blackballed at this for point. two years. He been off for holding old girl down. Huh? Yeah, for exactly. holding Jamel down. Yeah. yeah, and Jamel, she she man, she to the moon now. That's what's Jamel up. Jamel on the Atlantic. That's she got love. her own podcast series, her own network, her own media company. Spotify then dropped off that bag. Yeah, so she shout out Jamel, man. Shout out Jamel. Spotify drop off this bag, so I can keep my AC on daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, let's do that. Man, I'm about to knock this. All right, hold on, hold on, all right. So we we can't we can't leave today without talking about the NBA. Mm. Oh shit! Because you got players now. You got some um, dissension amongst the ranks. Mello, which I don't really care about that nigga. He came out talking about. He just got back. Yeah, he talking about I'm a little concerned, bro. You just in the league two weeks. Chill out. You You should should want to play all the time. You any any place anywhere. Mello should want (laughs) to play. You don't agree? (laughs) Yeah, niggas gonna disrespect me. Let's be honest. Should Mello want to play anywhere, bro? Mello should want to play, bro. You want to take care of yourself at the end of the day. Nah. At the end of the day, if you have, if you feel iffy about anything, you should not go. Not Melo. He needs to go. Nah, you can't say if, that. I don't care if they was playing in Islamabad in front of bombs. Melo needs to be out there hooping, bro. Hoop. Like, Melo needs to chill out. So, Kyrie, he over there talking now. Man. He ain't even going to play. This nigga weird, bro. <laughs> he ain't even like, play. that nigga been weird, but. But he not the only one though. Did y'all uh, see no. Lou Will? They they said up to thirty players. Did y'all see Lou Will though? No, he he. I don't. He commented. He said, "Look, it's every time where you know sports people be like, man, let me just go get uh, get a beer and then just sit down and watch sports and you know be relaxed from things. The people that are posing it, they feel like they are distraction to what's really need to be taking place." Which is the systemic racism. racism yeah. Mm-hmm. And they feel like just going back to who is going to take away from there. But what's the bigger platform? You being the only sport where after every game, before every game, you can do some type of protest mm-hmm. and or comment in your press conferences. Exactly. Or you sitting on the sidelines. You might be doing some stuff with money or going to the protest. I think you have a bigger platform if you're playing the game. While the season is going, you have a huger platform where you can... <clears throat> You can do more. You can say more. You can have your your people because your people ain't allowed to come with you. They so can't you can even have, yeah, yeah. You can have your people out there working outside while you give your voice to the people. Your voice is more powerful than anything right now. The reason that they're trying to get back on though is for viewership. Well, they got to make their money. Remember, business. The, players, the players potentially so, could lose. Uh, let me go. Sixty percent of their money though. So if you have all these people viewing, then who's gonna be back out there protesting? Like what they've been doing. Now I don't. I don't think that that would change. Hell no. Yeah, How? I think niggas gonna take a block. Niggas gonna take, treat this shit like a job. Shit, I'm gonna that's... give you a perfect example, okay? <laughs> if you have a game that night that one of your favorite teams is playing, what you gonna gonna do? Who you? Well, first off, I ain't out there protesting. Well, no, I'm saying if you had a game where you in men's leagues and stuff, and one of your Carmelo was playing that night, are you gonna go to your game? Or are you gonna watch? Or are you gonna go to your game? Or are you gonna watch that game? When I was playing, I'm yeah. gonna go who? Exactly. So if it's more important for them people to go, that's why we got motherfucking DVR. 
but as at the same time, you can't. It's that's a give and give though, because everybody not don't don't think everybody the same. ain't built that way. But, but I know what Phil's saying. saying though, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but it's like it's important every, to you. You gonna do you gonna it. Do what's everybody's to. not gonna be doing that. And mm. then once they start easing up on the streets and shit, it's gonna take that foot off. The, it, it's like it's like right now, and that's why mm-hmm. I feel like Kyrie said it's fishy because it feels like in this day and time right now. It really does seem like, and just ironic that you know, rest in peace, George uh, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the irony is that we, as a collective community, mm-hmm. I mean, talking about people that pissed off with the police, got a foot on their neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's our moment for real. And then if we go just to watch <clears throat> basketball or any sports. It's, it's slowly loosening it. It's slowly it, loosening. It's our moment so much that this is going to be the first time there's ever a black male bachelor. Like, bro, people have been watching that show for 18 years. There have been 25 bachelors. Mm-hmm. And they're a black one. But that's crazy, though. That mm-hmm. nigga ain't no nigga. But it's still crazy that he his hue going to look black on TV. Mm-hmm. He may no not nigga. be... He may not talk like us, yeah. look like us. Oh my gosh, Cassidy. No. I couldn't believe that you fell in love with me after three days. Bro. That's exactly how you're going to talk. Is it going to be Cassidy like Diddy Cassidy or Cassidy like um, blonde head? Diddy Cassidy was blonde sexy. Blonde head. All them girls. There better be some black women it's, on there. It's probably going to be one black girl. No, nah, there needs to be. If, if they do it right, it needs to be 70% black women. Bet it won't. Let's make this bet right now. They got to have at least Let's 70%, Let's make this bet bro. right now. Let's bet 50 push-ups. Hey, why y'all betting? I just wanted to say something real quick. Uh, I ain't gonna be watching this. Me show either. Too. But we'll know the demographics though. My my girl dressed up for the first time yesterday. This freaky nigga. Yeah, man. I'm a lucky man. That's all I was say. What's up, baby? <laughs> I ain't seen her dressed up in about two and a half, three months, man. I, it was a beautiful thing. I got excited, man. You know, I'm tired of looking at them baggy clothes. <laughs> this dude came in telling us to watch 365. He came in wearing a full rainbow fit, starburst. <laughs> and now you gonna tell us who? Hey, she's dressed up, man. I ain't seen it that way. That's that horsepower, bro. Like we need to. Have get y'all seen y'all home. girls dressed up? Your lady dressed up in a long Yo, time. When I cooked for. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. Your, you did your thing with that one too. No, I definitely did my thing that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, on the back of this episode, y'all, um, there's going to be an interview that Phil and I did with Muffy. Phil, call him Mike, um, yeah, out of Chicago, dog. a community specialist. Um, he gave us a lot of game as it relates to what's happening now with the criminal justice system. Yeah. Um, we made some connections to Houston and with some connections to what's happening in Chicago. So I encourage you all. Of course, you'll, um, you won't even hear the outro music. We're going to roll right into the interview yeah. uh, with Mike. So we encourage you to listen to that as well. Uh, pick up some free game. Also, listen to um, us talk about Free Frank because a lot of people won't know that story. So, um, a lot of game. A lot and of game. I want you all to Google, get some information around that because we just trying to add some additional things to the podcast to make sure that you know that not only are we uh, a fun group, but we also educated as well. So we want y'all to see that also. So anything before we leave the people? I think you wanted to tell the people something about 16. Oh, yeah. Please, um, don't do do yourself a favor also. 1619, um, 400 years, this whole Juneteenth stuff that we've been talking about, all of that. Um, do yourself a favor. Google the 1619 Project. It's going to take you about four hours to get through. But when you get through it, you're going to know a lot of stuff like we don't need to lionize Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln wanted to send all the blacks to Central America. Mm. 
Like, I don't know if y'all know that. Mm-mm. Like when they was pressing him to free the slaves, um, he made a bill. His bill was, hey, his exact words were, if I could save the union without freeing the slaves, I would. Mm-hmm. But he had to free the slaves. He's brought all the black leaders into the um, Capitol and said, all right, we're going to free you. It's going to be four million of y'all that have power. I don't know what to do. So I'm going to send y'all to Central America. We all would have been Sammy Sosa. Mm-hmm. We all would have been that shit. Like Damn. I'm just being honest, bro. I work with I work with again, I work with autistic children. So one of them is kind of older. So I had like a, a social studies book, and in the back of the book is all the presidents. And so we were going through the presidents, and like I'm pointing at them, and I was just like, trash, 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 trash. And I got to Abraham Lincoln, and I was like, semi he's still trash but semi trash and then we got to like bush and like dumpster trash so (laughs) he's been saying like dead ass he's been going around saying he's been going around saying dumpster trash Trash, <laughs> officer trash. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I didn't say officer yeah, trash. Did. Yeah, I didn't say <laughs> but and then because every time he sees me, he be like, later, Gator. And then uh, he'll say never, and I say never, and he'll say never be a hater. And then he'll just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> but 1619 Project, yeah. I encourage you. It'll let you know how, like, a lot of this nonsense that, you know, it gives you some facts behind when we talk about we built this country for free. Yeah. We were the reason why you were able to escape the revolution, you know, the Revolutionary War. It was slave, bro. Slave labor, money that the economy that slaves made put together. It will give you a lot of information that can arm you in some of these conversations that now that you are slowly going back to work and people are being real nice to you, mm-hmm. you will be able to have some information where you can be like, nah, this is what it really is. Yeah. Because at the same time, while in Texas, they changed in the books to say that slaves were immigrants wow. or volunteer workers. At the same time, while all that's happening, we need some real information. 1619, um, I encourage all you to check that out. Let's turn up on Juneteenth, too, man. Let's have a good time, black well, people. And Trump going to be in Tulsa turning up no, on Juneteenth. He changed it. Oh, he did. I missed that. He changed it to the day after. It's still the same difference then. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nah, that's, good, that's wild. Hold on. Let me, let me, Yo, nah, before bro. we go, before, let Come me read on, this tweet. Yeah. Let me read this shit. And what we talking about is um, Trump, which... Y'all know how we politically lean here, so we don't even have to get into it. Mm. But he um, was going to have his first rally post-corona in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth, the site of the um, worst massacre in the 20th or the 19th century for black people with the Tulsa race riot um, and or the, you know, the Black Wall Street burn down. So Trump is on some wild stuff, man. And if he only moved it one day, that's even more disrespectful to me. You should have just left Tulsa. So, look, he said, we have already, uh, no, wait, no, he started off. We had previously scheduled our MAGA rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That MAGA shit makes me so mad. For June 19th, a big deal. (laughs) Unfortunately, however, this would fall on the Juneteenth holiday. Many of my African-American friends and supporters have reached out to suggest <laughs> that we consider changing the date out of respect for the ho- for this holiday and in observance of this important occasion and all that it represents. I have therefore decided to move our rally to Saturday, June 20th Man. in order to honor their request. We have already had ticket requests in excess of 200,000 people. I look forward to seeing everyone in Oklahoma. Mind you, the, the, the place... Only uh, takes 19,000. Yeah, he's lying. And then why the fuck 
Are, are these people being allowed to go into this with no mask? And he made them sign a waiver that said if you get COVID, you can't sue Donald Trump. The campaign or the Republican National Convention. Yo, that's a sick, sick man. No, bro. I don't sick know man. how. But that's been man. episode ninety-seven. Yes, um, again, uh, hang, hang, hang tight. On the back end of this, you're gonna get a chance to hear the interview that Phil and I did with um, Muffy, and we plan to do more stuff like this. Yeah. Um, again, we the, we're able to do this because you all like the pod, you all share the pod, you all put it in your stories, you supporting us with. Simple Pour with Velvet Noir. And guess what? Y'all see this hat? Merch on the way starting next week. Oh, yeah. So so yeah. we locked in, and, and we appreciate what y'all doing. Just to let the listeners know, um, of course, Phil and I um, host on the Poor Horseman podcast. And during this time, we wanted to bring you all some additional information. So, Phil, I'll let you introduce um, your partner because you've done okay. it before. I'll let you do it now, <laughs> and then we'll jump right into it. Uh, once again, this is my good friend. Uh, I've been calling him Mike. We've been knowing each other for probably like 16 years now. Uh, met in college dorm room, so uh, we've been kicking it ever since. And uh, he's a very knowledgeable brother, uh, a very important brother to his community. And uh, yo, without further ado, Muffy, Muffy Collins. So, so uh, Muff, that, just just again, give yourself a little introduction to um, the audience. Again, this would have been man, it's almost been a year, huh? That you came on, yeah, almost yes, yeah, September. Because yeah, of, man, that's yeah, crazy. That's yeah. Right, right. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah. So, um, initially, you had me out there sweating, trying to run a five k, trying to get ready for yours, <laughs> and then, you know now we yeah. can't even get together on it. So, kind of get people to run down, yeah. and then we'll jump into a few questions. Yeah, well, it's still coming. You know, we got the proclamation from Houston. So I was very grateful that we're doing the TSU, um, bringing everybody together. You know what I mean? All brands, all black brands, restaurants, whatever it is, because it's so important for us to glue together. That's how we yeah. keep growing. Um, but with the 5K walk run, the force behind prostate cancer, they're not really – they try to hide that education from it. So I said, no, I'm going to get education out there because it's our black men are suffering from it. Of course, they don't want us to know about it. So we got to do whatever it takes, whether it's events, basketball, charity things, whatever we got to do, we got to stay behind it. So we still got the date um, in Set in Stone where we're going to look for, um, I think it's going to be September, October okay. for Houston. You know, everything should be good by then, uh, you know, Lord willing. I hope so. You know, yeah. but it's like I was saying to feel it's so important for you all to have your live podcast there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, we'll be people have to, Yeah, people have to know that this is this is black on these are our people and feel he went to Yates High School. So like I'm not from Houston, but I was there, you know, just what six, seven years, so I know the importance of Yates and yeah. Third Ward and Fifth Ward. You know what I'm saying? So I know the importance of that and what that means. And it's kind of like a disconnect of people to understand that. I see the justification, how it's going down there. They build it, add new streets and shit. Like, that's not cool. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. Like, that, You're right. that shit is not cool. You know what I mean? And it's like, even with us being at TSU, uh, even with TSU, when Dr. Slade was there, you remember her? Yeah. And you remember how much flack that she used to get about trying to change something. So it's like, do you call her now to say, hey, you were right about what you were talking about, what was going to happen. It's yeah. trying to prevent all this stuff that's going on right now. 
and they got her out of that. You know yeah. what I mean? So those type of things we have to pay attention to, you know, together and like, you know, fight it. Like we cannot let this shit happen because if they come in and get one block, they come and get the next block and we blocked out. Yeah. <laughs> we don't exist no more. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Nah, so we, we appreciate you taking some time with us today, you know, so give people a little background as well, of course. Um, in the city of Houston, um, good brother Floyd, they laid him to rest on Tuesday. Um, um, not only he had several services, but the one that, um, you know, probably was the most impactful was the one here in Houston. Yeah. Um, from, from there, there's been continued um, protests in a variety of cities, um, which, which we know that it's a variety of reasons behind that, but we're glad that people are finally saying that Black Lives Matter. You know, black men, black women been gunned down by the police um, for years um, for, you know, minor offenses, things that don't even make any sense. And then now we're in a situation where we got to have all this civil unrest. So, so Muffy, I just want to throw it to you or Phil, throw it to you. How have you all just as black men been handling this moment because you gotta think man it's been, it's been a rough you know not only did we get out of the pandemic but now we go right into um you know the things that's happening with policing in our communities and or what's happening with the protests so any of y'all how have y'all been handling these moments man i would say uh it's tough uh but i know that uh we have to get through it um i'm i'm really liking black people coming together. I'm really liking uh, uh, the support of black businesses. Um, I I actually listened to uh, Breonna Taylor's mother interview today, uh, Angie Martinez uh, and uh, Angela Yee. And man, it was heartbreaking, man. Uh, I, I can't even, I, I, if you haven't listened to it, please go check it out. Uh, man, I, I, I just, Man, break my heart, but um, yeah, man. I'm just, I just hope that we can continue to stick together as Black people. Um, I hope that the white people and um, people of other races as well see what we're really protesting about. We want right. equal rights, man. We're not trying to say that our lives are more important than you guys. It's that we want y'all to see that we are equal to you guys and, and we want fair treatment you know i think people get it mixed up like we're trying to say that our lives matters more than you know, we want our lives to matter period so man it's just uh i'll let you take it from there Muff. yeah that that's the that's you hit it on the head like we want we want the rights because we look at the landscape of this country from every perspective we built this shit yeah. You know what I mean? From I'm talking about even like with the education standpoint, we taught them. Yeah. And then you and then you tell us that, oh well, slavery for four hundred years. Uh well my research and my history, I don't agree with that. Because mm-hmm. we have millionaires in seventeen, eighteen hundreds. Mm. So we had a lot of people that said, No, we about to fight to get our people free. Yeah. You had Harriet Tummy. You know, like she stated numerous times, hey, I can free a bunch of us. But it's your, your mindset. We got to get out of that. Yeah. You got to free, go back to free Frank. Free yeah. Frank, you know what I mean? Like this is real time. He said, no, I'm about to buy all my people with my yeah. money I'm going to work hard for. So we have to fast forward that to think right now. 
we need the the billionaires, the millionaires, all the buzz that got the money, all that got the money. Come back and free the people from the community because yeah. we need it. You know, we're in these developments, we're in the projects, we in all it, all these things that they plan for us to fail. Get us out of those situations because one of us can make it, and we can keep pulling back, and we can come, yeah. you know keep pulling. So it's the mindset we have to. It's not I'm better than you. No, we still got to sit. They, the police will kill me just like they'll kill you, whether you got a million dollars or one dollar. It right. don't matter. So we got to put that in perspective about what's needed or how to keep, you know, improving each other's lives, making it easier for us and to separate ourselves. So I think what the, the most important thing is, like, with using um, Mr. Floyd's is, is death. It's, it's so crazy how it happened that we saw this one. We saw this live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, this is like an execution. I think about the times where everyone back in, you know, many years ago went through the lynching process or how it was they laughed at it, you know, in person and they took pictures and this was a joke. Yeah. And we see this with our handhelds in 2020. So what about our black kids that are looking at this and saying, what's going on? Because these, these are the questions they're asking and they're yep. like, what do we, what do we got to do to get rid of the police? Because they're thinking that way. They're thinking yeah. that the police are really, really bad people. And a lot of them are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I live in Chicago. Every year is voted the most corrupt city in America. Yeah. We know how the police operate here. We, we already yeah. know it. We're so immune to it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, whatever. But we have to take action to go against it. We know how they are in Houston because of the segregation. Yeah. You got all those old sheriffs and constables that try to control what they can. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys like Sylvester Turner, you know, he keeps stepping up. And getting more people involved, so we gotta we gotta see that point of action across the country for us to keep growing. Other than that, we don't do that. We're not gonna get anywhere. We're gonna be in the same conversation two weeks from now. So, so here's a question. Then you brought up point of action. Is this a activist discussion or is it a political discussion? Like, where where did the line draw? I mean, because you can protest as much as we want in the streets, right? And we right. can try to get as much change as we can. But where does activism in where we need to start pushing politicians towards things that we need to get done? Well, you know how we get their ass in there? You know how we got, like, we, we rally to get Barack in there? We have yeah, we to did. rally to get the right people in there. Do you remember how 2008, it was like it was crazy? You know, yeah. people lost their mind, and it was like even... <laughs> He's going to the same barbershop with this man. When they, when I came back home from Houston, he said, Brock running for, for president. I'm like, real? Like, it was like, okay. And then it was like, the next step, we all got to back him. So yeah. right yeah. now, we all have to back the civil rights. We got to go back into that. So I paid attention to like what Kanye was doing when he was going back and forth to the White House. And people said, why are you talking to him? Well, if you look at those pictures, you look at the programming, and they wanted logged in to the White House. Those are all civil rights movement figures that played a major part in history. So, of course, he went there with them to see what's the plan and what we can do, right? Mm-hmm. So now that's only 20 people. Now we need thousands of everybody to step up. So all the radio personalities, all the blacks that got money. Like right now, your celebrity content, that shit don't mean nothing. You're right. Because it's like, it's like you, yeah. are you being bought? Or you come yeah. back for the people. Which one right. is it? You can't you yeah. can't play that line. So that's what a political standpoint and an activist that it has to it has to come like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Together. If we gotta move to one side of the country, I'm for it. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I will say, fuck yeah. it, let's go. I'll, I'll pack my bags and, okay, this is what we got to do. We got to do it. Because we've proven when we, we make, what, it's almost a trillion dollars and yeah. we spend it right back out to them. Oh, yeah. So imagine if we do that on the other side of the country. We only got 37 million black people in America. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We make up 12%. So we yeah. go, let's say we all go to Texas and take over. You know what's going to happen. We are going to be, we're going to run the world. If they don't because, burn it down. It, but but think about it, you got to build them layers behind you, right? True, true, So that's why you got to call Nation of, Nation, Nation of Islam, you know what I mean? Fair yeah. But you got to yeah, call yeah, yeah. the buzz from Africa. You got to build those layers like, you know what? Protect us at all costs. That's what yeah. that really means. Now, you can't fuck with us because we know what our power is. You know how the strength of numbers can do. But we got to get on that same page. It can't be that yeah. sucker shit where, oh, I take some money from this, from master. And then what happens? You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to keep getting richer and richer. So we got to break that cycle. But I'm with you. We got we to gotta intertwine it. So, so yeah. Phil, then, I got a question for you, too. Because, yeah. you know, you're, you're from Houston. You know, I, and, yeah. and Muffin, I'm not from Houston either. You know, I'm a military brat, you know, family, moved a little bit everywhere. I decided that Houston was a good place for me and my family to live, you know, to, okay. to park us. Um, and being from Houston, Phil, I want to I – have you seen more integration here in the more recent years – or has it still been that same as Muffy mentioned? Hey, we we know there's some segregation in Houston. Like it, it's a there's different parts of the city. You got this part of the city right. here, this part of the city there. What, what have you noticed here in Houston, just in general? Uh, I would say that um, Houston moves at its own pace. Uh, uh, what I mean by that is uh, sometimes, yeah, they'll take us in slowly into their neighborhoods. Uh, but they'll come into our neighborhoods really quick. Oh, always no. because always because we're more accepting. We we as black people, we just so so accepting. Yeah. You know, and um when it comes to them, you know, they they pick they pick and choose who they want in their neighborhoods or in their schools or in their school districts. You know, so um, you know, the segregation is still out there, not as as prominent as it used to be as it once was. But uh, if you go into some school districts, into some neighborhoods, I mean, it's still there for sure. No doubt. You know, it's still no there doubt. for sure. And now from what I hear, Chicago, and I spent some time there, but more as a visitor, was really once one of the most segregated cities in the country. Is it still that way or it, has that changed? Man, it's still that way. And I'm gonna tell you something that's so crazy. Like, uh, Kanye said this. This is about like 10, 11 years ago. He stated that the, the prisons are open, but the schools are closed. Yeah. He said, kept saying this stuff. It went over everybody here. You know, we have at least a hundred abandoned schools in Chicago right now. Wow. Abandoned schools. Yeah. Wow. There's one by my house that is probably like three point nine million dollars, and everyone else said, "Hey, we'd just rather build on land." We don't want to deal with the Chicago Public School District. You know what I mean? And that's just called CPS. So you have like people like Chance that donate money into a fire. What do you donate money into them for? Just build your own. Yeah. Build your yeah. own for the people. So yeah, still we are the, probably still the most segregated city in America because you got the South Side predominantly black, the West Side predominantly black. 
You was in DePaul area. You know yeah. what it is up there. I know what it is. I already know. Lake, Lake and Park is super rich. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's crazy. And then you go further north, you might have like some hoods, some pockets, you know, um, the Broadway area, and then you have Rogers Park, um, uptown. And that's and that's about it. But everything else is kind of like it shifts out where there's no medical attention. We just got a trauma center to the south side two years ago, two, three years ago. Wow. Well, we got a bunch of homicides that take place, you know what I mean, yeah. on a consistent basis. We know the guns coming to the hood. My cousin, he's 13, 14, so he can't afford no $50,000 gun. How was it getting here? You know what I mean? So this is all those layers of like the systematic, you know, the this, this slavery content. And you got the, the how we're going to find a way to put your ass in jail. Push yeah. probation, parole, yeah. and we in this system where they make all this money off of us for years, and we don't get nothing. All we get is just like, well, fuck y'all, and that's that. So we have to find a way to like block that out and just keep moving towards a bigger goal or to correcting, you know, our kids' mindset because all they listen to is the music. And the music has changed when we was growing up. Remember how it was like you can listen to so much different music. I, I know if someone's from Houston or LA exactly. or New York or Chicago. Yeah. It I all sounds the same now. Yeah, I wanna yeah. I wanna know what like I tell us all the time. I love I love Scarface. Get but like mm-hmm. I grew up like we heard that because yeah. we knew that's what Houston was about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. New York, we know what Biggie Nas and we, we wanna hear them stories from all the reasons of the country and everything is the exact same. Yeah. No matter where you from, so that doesn't that does that means that our culture is being stripped. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. best way to yeah. get rid of us is strip that culture. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So we gotta find a way to get back to our true essence and the roots. So man. so here's some questions then. Like I like to leave people with some actionable items that maybe they can consider. So the first thing I want to pose is just education. Um what what should we be doing to educate? You know, I got a young daughter, Phil got a young son, I don't know if you have kids or not. But yeah. okay, but but what should we be doing outside of just the school system to make sure that we're giving our uh, arming our kids with the the best information to make sure not only that they know their worth, that they know they matter, yeah. but that they can handle what they may be encountering. You know, we're we're all men over the age of 35, 34, yeah. 35. I'm about to be 40. What what what's that process look like? You know what? Like my children, mothers, sometimes they get upset with me. I don't care. I show my kids the worst thing that happened to us. Okay. So they will know. You will, you will know. The, the mindset needs to know because, I, like we always say, we don't want nobody lying to our kids. So why should we lie to them? Right. We shouldn't lie to them. We should teach them the right thing. So I teach them about how important we are, how many millionaires we had before the 1900s. What we stood for, how we wanted to buy land, how we wanted to operate on things, how how some of us sold each other out. There's no reason that Malcolm and Martin should have been killed. You yeah. can't tell me that. But that was by design. It's that chemical. You know what I'm saying? So do you fast forward till the women's rights took over, then the drugs take over. So if we're not teaching our kids like this stuff happened again. Mm-hmm. This what we witnessed right now happened in 1968. I know, like, yeah. you know, like this is real shit. So if we're not teaching them the truth about, hey, this is what happened, yeah. then we're kind of losing. So read it to them. Hey, you should read this book. Even with the music industry, the movie industry, it's like it's a disconnect on what it is. We got kids, so you know how these cartoons play out right now. No doubt. You know how 
It's crazy, right? <laughs> then you look at yeah. the movies like, what do you mean? So all our black women are side chicks? How? You know what I'm saying? To the to the superior, we all side chicks. Now. Like, no, yeah. we have daughters in our community. No, you queen, you a queen. You know what I'm saying? No, uh-uh. This ain't, this ain't the life. You know what I mean? No, you're not about to fuck nobody for a Birkin bag. No, you're not about to yeah. do this. No, that's not our life. Yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? So that's how we got to, like, re-educate and train the mentality of what we are. Because we're yeah, very no. smart. And I feel I'll throw it to you because you um, involved in businesses and yeah. starting things. What, 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 what do you think we can do on that side? What, what's the support should look like? How, how does that piece look when... When people consider, you know, th- this movement, I kind of look at this as an opportunity where um, if we're not taking full advantage of people seeing what we are really capable of and who we are, we're doing a disadvantage. So yeah. what, what's some of your thoughts, Phil? Um, so my lady uh, owns Lily's Closet and um, uh, we work together on that. And the overwhelming support that I have seen um, from black women um, supporting my lady's store um is is crazy and i and i'm and i'm we're we're very appreciative of, of all the support um you know you got you got some 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 people that are so crazy that they want uh my my, my lady has a variety of models uh different ethnicities right she has a latino model she has mostly most of all of her models are black but they'll go through the the pages to check and see like what her models look like and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so people tell, nuts, bro. Yeah, yeah. I tell my baby, I tell my baby, I say, man, don't get in the uproar. They just, you know, it, it's a, it's a very crucial time right now. Uh, people are going to start thinking about where they spend their money. Yeah. And I told her, you've yeah. already done your part. You a black woman who put her mind to something and has accomplished more than you would have probably ever imagined. And she educates people. Give back she, on that education. And, exactly. Yeah. And she helps women start their own businesses. And majority of black women, if not 100%. Yeah. So, you know, and then she takes her knowledge and instills it within my, myself, within no me. And the business. And that's and I tell her, you're doing your part, sweetie. You know what I mean? So just from the business side of things, I think that this is a great opportunity for our black businesses to promote themselves more and show what we're really capable of and show that we're actually better than those big franchises. We just don't have the opportunity. But now is our time and we yeah. should see the moment. You know what I mean? So that's what I tell my lady. Seize the moment. And I'm right behind you, baby. So, you know. <laughs> And I'll speak just just briefly, you know, on the media side. And I and as all of us kind of got together, um, I, I heard a thing, and I can't remember where I heard it, but it was like someone should always share their voice, whether that's through written or spoken word. So yeah. the podcast, YouTube, um, radio, whatever it means, was really important for me just as I got older because. <laughs> As Muffy mentioned earlier, I didn't hear the things that, yeah, yeah, I could hear comedy, but no one wasn't backing it up with stuff that would make me want to take an action. 
or made me feel like I got fed out of it. You know, what you what you put in your ears is really what you eat also. You know, it becomes yep. a part of your nutrition, like how you, okay, yeah, I get my comedy from this place, but can I get something as well back? And that's right. kind of where these conversations start to happen. As we started talking to the um, non-podcast on our network, all of them, we, we were saying, hey, well, how are we going to handle this? What, what should we talk about? How should we present it? And you know what? We didn't give no one any ideas. It was just they all said, hey, this is what we want to rap about. And, and that's yeah. what was important to not only me, but all of us within the network, because being able to control your own voice. Yeah, we may all yeah. work. We may all, um, you know, need to understand that there's other forces around. But being able to control your voice means a lot. And being yeah. able to say something how you want to say it means a lot as well. Right. So, so that's why um, I was really excited to not only get y'all both on today, but to be able to tack this on to our normal podcast because I think people will really, you know, find some value in knowing that um, three black men can get together from three different backgrounds, you know, yeah. and share a common goal, a common vision for what we're trying to do for our people. So I, I want to just kind of put that out there just on the network, that, you know, that media is important. What you see, yeah, TV, video, you know, that that's all important, man. So um, anything we want to close the people out with, Muffy, any, any, would you consider yourself an activist? Um, where can people find you? What what ways can they support what you're doing? Feel you as well, and then we'll kind of close this bad boy out. Yeah, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I just say a community specialist. That <laughs> 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 might be... You know, like uh, my grandfather used to take us out, uh, like six, seven years old. He would just teach us all this shit. You know what I mean? We was young, like Noble Jubal Lee, Marcus Garvey. He would take us all the way back. And he would say, I made, you know, sometimes 13, 14, so I make 15000 a week yeah. cash. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. So talk about the, the structure of the numbers and what it, what it meant to everyone in the black community. So I think with that being, you know, and my background, and then was able to to get a chance to play basketball next level. I went down south to go to Houston to play ball, and just to see the difference. You know what I mean? Uh, in culture, uh, it's black culture, but we get, we got a difference. You know what I mean? And then I think that's what kind of molded me to say, "Hey, I want to make sure that I always take care of my community at all times." You know what I mean? Because I was able to make it out, but there's so many of my guys that got just got the fears for 20 years, like yeah. two weeks ago, uh, murder charges, dead. Um, I mean, so the list goes on. So, yeah. like even what I'm doing now, we have every week I'm doing a food drive in the food deserts in Chicago. You know what I mean? Where Inglewood is one of the worst neighborhoods in the world. Argyle Gardens, one of the worst neighborhoods in the world. You know what I mean? Like, this is real shit. Uh, the highest cancer rate in, in the country was in Argyle Gardens because of the companies with the lead poison underground, right under, yeah. the, right under the building. So it's like, why are we not focusing on this? So I say, hey, everybody, we have to do food drives to take care of our people consistently. So that's what I've been doing, you know, uh, aligning with the prostate cancer foundation that I have to, to educate our men on it. But it's just to keep going, and that, and you can find me Instagram, Muffy Collins, uh, Run for Prostate Cancer. You can email me at Run for Prostate Cancer Yahoo.com, and we're going to get to you. We got to come clean up your neighborhood. That's what we do. Like, I talked to Phil about, you know, taking over to Houston because we want to make it up the divisions around the country. We got a yeah. coming up. 
Brooklyn, uh, Miami. So I want to get the guys that's from they were like Phil went to school at Yale, so he know what it takes to keep yeah. that school in order. Like it's a new school now, yeah. but in ten years it might it could be an old school. You don't have exactly. to change. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's just just pretty much keeping each other on point with what we're doing and educating each other all the time. Like that's the most important thing, man. Just just staying on each other. Yeah, man, that's great, man. Um, for me, man, I try to lead by example for my people. Uh, I'm known all around Houston for playing basketball, uh, and that, like I've like I've said on the podcast, basketball has took taken me all around the world. Uh, but here here in Houston is my home, and I know I have a big following in my hometown. Uh, so people look to me, whether they follow me or not, they always know that Phil went to Yates, Phil went to U of H, Phil went to TSU. Uh, he played ball. He never seemed to get in trouble. Uh, you know, he's doing other things. He he. Basically, my thing is to show people that it's another route you can take. You don't have to right. sell drugs. You don't have to, uh, you know, be a dope boy, be, be on the corner all night or hang or you know, sag your pants to the, you know, just, it's another way you can go about life. And I try to lead by example, uh, thanks to LP, allowing me to get on the platform to to express my feelings and also let people hear my voice. Cause I'm, a, I'm pretty much a quiet person if you, unless I know you. So I've always tried to lead by example, even as a basketball player. I'm not as vocal. I just try to lead by my play. And I take that in life. I try to lead by what I do. And just, I think that the more of us that show black men that it's a different way. Hey, you can be, hey, you can be a community activist. You can help your people. You can start black businesses. You can do this. You don't have to do that, man. And it's more beneficial to you. You won't go to jail. You won't, you will be able right. to get better sleep at night. You know what I mean? You can right. be around your family. You won't hurt your mama. All of those things, man. That's that's my part. That's my role uh, that I think I play in my community. And uh, I'm just hoping to get better, man. Just hoping to get better. With, with the help of both of y'all brothers. Let me tell y'all. LP, Mike, I appreciate y'all both to the fullest, man. To the fullest. Real talk. Now this this to me, I think um, these type of conversations um, are things that people don't often get a chance to hear. Yeah. And um, I, I would just say that the more that we can do this as a community, the better off we are. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, the more we can do it, the better off we are. So, um, <clears throat> Muffy, I want you to give us a free game real quick, though, because people wouldn't know this. And you mentioned some millionaires before Madam C.J. Walker. And I want you to just give people a look, you know, just t where can they find some of that information? Where can they look? Because I know some people are going to hit me after and say, I never heard that before. Or, I never heard about a slave actually buying the people who were slaves also. And, yeah. you know, give people some game. Where, where can they pick some of that up as we close this out? Man, it's a, it's a, uh, a bookstore in Chicago. It's called Powell Books. Okay. It's in. It's located in Hyde Park, so you can Google it, Powell's Books, and they always discount black books. They always, because they don't want us in their stores. So, of course, they got to buy a bunch of books to, to fill the orders. Yeah. Black books is there, too. 
Discount that. So buy those books of five, ten, fifteen dollars. So books are worth a gang of knowledge. But Freak Frank, I can say Freak Frank is the biggest inspiration to me. Well, I said I'm about to free me and my wife, and I'm gonna come back and get my cubs. And I know about Free Frank as well. Like I, I just, yeah. you know, giving people that game, like it's 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 giving people that type of game. Just Google it, even if you mm-hmm. got to. Yeah. yeah. You 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 gonna surprise yourself when you read some of the stuff out there, and and you might go down a rabbit hole. Matter of fact, that's probably what happened. Right. You Google one, you're going to see two. You're going to see you three. See, yeah, it happens. He came back to Illinois. New yeah. Philadelphia, Illinois. Like, he made it, and this was like in the 1800s. It's, it's, you can't even do it. You can't even build in this city that mm-hmm. he built. So he got yeah. all the paperwork, all his rights, everything. But that goes to show you the power of money. Yeah. I said, hey, Phil, this is what I want to do. You know, Peter, this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? So we putting together. Ten fifteen thousand dollars is circulating around. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna get the next one. Okay, we gotta make him a millionaire too. That's what happens. So that's why I, I get our person get upset with so many rappers and entertainment moguls. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, okay, we get it. You're rich, but impress me. Like, do it the Michael Jordan shit. Like, Michael Jordan got two hundred some millionaires underneath his belt yeah. quietly. Real, you know what I mean? And he's just like, no, I'm gonna go get another one. We're gonna we expand out. We're gonna keep expanding. So that's how we close that that gap in numbers. But definitely go go online and just do some research. You Google everything else. How much somebody burned? <laughs> and, uh, all this stuff. You Google the freaks. We already know right. you Google the freaks. So go ahead. Here. I had to put, I had to put the poor horseman spit on it. You know I had to. So. But, but man, this, yeah, we appreciate you, man. This is gonna be yeah. on the. Um, Episode 97 of the Poor Horseman as well. So yeah. give people your Instagram, et cetera, one more time before we lock this out. Yeah, it's uh, Muffy Collins. It's M-U-F-F-Y. Collins, C-O-L-I-N-S. That's the I-G. Um, and Run From Prostate Cancer. You can follow us on there as well, too. Um, and email us, Run From Prostate Cancer. Uh, we'll be all over the country. We got five cities this year. Um, and then we'll be expanding out next year. We're just growing. You know, we're just yeah. growing. So... Yeah, man, I appreciate both of y'all. Seriously. Man. Keep this going, man. Like, like the 100 episode, whether we on lockdown or not, this shit got to be celebrated. Yeah, we got yeah. To, We was talking about doing yeah. like a um, Zoom. Remember, remember, Phil, we was like doing happy yeah. hour or something? Yeah, yo, yeah. Just get people on. Yeah, so you we got was talking to, about man. that. It's 100. It is 100. Yeah. It's 100 yeah, episodes. Wow. There's, yeah, no, there's no crazy dollar behind it. No. You know if I win a lot, I'm giving y'all a million dollars. Go ahead, rock that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, because it's that's what we need to we need to be there right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but no, keep this going and celebrate this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we will, we bro. We will. Yeah. And um, that's been episode ninety-seven. Yes, sir. We out. Crack in the kitchen, the raws on the mission. Break the bars out, screens in my expedition. Screens in my neck, yup, my trunk crack. Break the bars off, it's like this and like that.